What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are here with a different type of podcast, and it's not really based on a current event, but we're talking about college football and how it needs to be changed. Because if you pay attention to college football in any way, shape, or form, you know there are a significant amount of problems with with it and that some things need to be changed. And probably some things is saying it lightly. There's a lot of things that need to be changed. But Andrew, I think we're good to jump right into it. And the first thing that needs to be changed is just stop scheduling games 15 years in advance. Because if you were you were Alabama and you're scheduling Florida State back in 2013, you're like, oh, we're going to play a top five team in the country to open our season. Now you schedule Florida State and you're playing one of the worst teams in the Power Five and it's another gimme game for Alabama and it's no fun for anyone except Alabama and it's really not fun for them because they just get to beat up on everyone as always. So these games need to be scheduled at most a year ahead so you can decide who you want to play based on how good they are at that moment in time and that will allow for better opportunities for better matchups and not just playing these these buy games essentially that aren't supposed to be buy games because you schedule them 10 years ago and the team and the team who is supposed to be a top 10 team going into the year ends up completely sucking that year that you end up playing them. Yeah. And I think they should do what the NFL does. And before every season, they make a new schedule for each team and they don't have anybody pre-scheduling games. However, many years in advance, they all give each team their own schedules at, at the same time. And that's what they should be doing with, college football I think and I know there's a lot of college football teams which makes it really hard probably to do that but the way that it's being done right now having teams schedule games like 10 years in advance it's definitely not the right way to do it so like I said I think they should probably go the route of doing what the NFL does and maybe schedule each game and before each season make each schedule before each season and give them out to every team at the same time same day I think that's what they should be able to do I don't like how they're just scheduling games so far in advance it really ruins the point like you said if you schedule a team like let's say Penn State for example if you scheduled Penn State this year but you schedule them a couple more or a couple years ago you're like wow, I'm going to be playing one of the best teams in the country. And then you schedule to play them this year. And Penn State absolutely played horrible. So I, I really think there should be new schedules each year. And also, for another example, let's say there was a new rivalry. And based off the previous uh, matchup, let's say you, got, you guys play each other in a bowl game. So let's say, for example, Ole Miss and Indiana this year, they played each other in a bowl game, right? Let's say they got in a huge fight. Actually, how about let's talk about the team that did get in the huge fight? Wasn't it Mississippi State? And I'm blanking out on the other team, Henry. Can you help me out? Who was it? Tulsa. Tulsa. So Mississippi State and Tulsa. So they actually did get in a huge fight in their bowl game. So imagine if this year, since the schedules wouldn't have been already scheduled in non-conference play, they open the game or open the year, Mississippi State versus Tulsa. I mean, that would be something we would all want to watch. Like, that that's the type of stuff we want to watch. And now Mississippi State, I'm sure, already has their whole schedule planned out, even non-conference. I mean, that's just stuff that just really hurts because we want to see some of these really entertaining matchups that we won't be able to see because these teams schedule their matchups way too far in advance. 
Yeah, Andrew, I understand, like, you have to play the conference games. Like, every team has to play eight or nine conference games. That's a given, and you're in your conference for a reason. You've you've paid to agree to that. I have no problem with conference play. But when you're scheduling these bye games, I mean, bye games I also don't have a problem with. You have to play bye games because that's the reason why college football is still happening because otherwise you just have the Power Five and none of these other group of five teams or these other conferences that just aren't Power Five level at this point in time. It's these games that you're scheduling maybe one or two a year where you're playing other power five teams that you schedule 10 years in advance in a home and home series. And they just aren't good. Like you schedule them 10 years ago. I mean, you scheduled Texas 10 years ago when they were winning national championships. Now you play them and they're at best an eight and four team. I mean, they're, they're on the rise. I wouldn't say, but you, you scheduled them back in 2008 and you played them in 2018 that's 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 a horrible game. Like you're not playing a good team, so it, it makes no sense. Why I don't care. Like money, it still makes no sense. Why why would you schedule it ten years in advance if you can end up scheduling a game a year in a, a year in advance when you can end up making more money off of it? Second reason, Andrew, I think we can everyone can agree on this is playoff expansion. The ratings were down for the college football playoff this year at a drastic rate. I think. This is the lowest viewed national championship game of all time or not of all time. Yeah. Lowest viewed college football playoff national championship of all time. And that was the reason because everyone knew Alabama was going to win. And when you add more teams in and you add more elements for them to possibly lose and you just have more teams who want, who have a chance to get into the playoff and are playing for something. I mean, it makes the game much more enjoyable for everyone. I mean, when you go into the air, there's four playoff spots, obviously. Let's be honest. Maybe seven or eight teams have a chance to get those playoff spots at the beginning of the year, and the rest of those teams are playing for absolutely nothing. So when you add more playoff spots, it makes teams more determined, and they're just able to play for something other than a meaningless bowl game at this point. Especially the non-Power 5 teams, and those teams go into the year thinking, man, I really have no shot and making the college football playoffs. So what am I playing for? My conference and then that's it? Like that that's just annoying and it really makes me upset because I've already expressed this on the podcast before in uh, previous college football ep- episodes we've aired. And that's because these non-power 5 teams really get disrespected. For example, Cincinnati this year and BYU this year. I mean, They played so well, especially Cincinnati. Cincinnati of all teams played so well, as well as they could have. Undefeated in the conference champion, and they didn't get in. Like, what else could they do to get in? One of the top defenses in the country played, and actually they kind of proved themselves in their bowl game, although they didn't come out with the win. They played a very great and close game against Georgia, who is a really good team. So clearly the Cincinnati team wasn't a fraud. So what else could Cincinnati have done to get into the college football playoffs? There's absolutely nothing they could have done, yet the committee just disrespects these non-Power 5 teams. We saw with UCF a couple years ago. They were a pretty good football team too. I believe, oh no, that's Western Michigan. Oh, we can talk about Western Michigan as well. I know maybe they didn't exactly deserve to get into the college football playoffs, but I believe they actually won their bowl game against Wisconsin, I think it was. UCF played a very good bowl game, I know, when they played. I believe it was against LSU. I'm not exactly sure, though. And then this year, Cincinnati plays very well bowl game. So 
obviously when you put these non-power five teams and they're undefeated and you put them in the top 10 in recent years, we there, it's been shown that these teams aren't fraud. So you got to start respecting them more because there's nothing else these teams can do to get in. So the playoff committee has to reward that and take that into account. Recently, they haven't. So, and I don't really think that's going to change. And that's where playoff expansion gets in. Give these teams that deserve to get in that haven't been getting in recently, especially these non-Power 5 teams, a chance to get into the playoffs and to compete for a national championship because that's what these teams deserve. Therefore, I think playoff expansion will really help college football and will really help people start backing college football more because I know a lot of people have just lost hope, especially the fans of these non-Power 5 teams and the players and the coaches in these non-Power 5 teams. They've really lost hope in college football. Their team could go undefeated, win the conference championship like Cincinnati this year and still not get rewarded with a college football playoff spot. So I really think people will start backing college football more and start watching it more and be more entertained by it if you expand the playoffs. That's why this makes so much sense for me. Whether or not Cincinnati deserved it this year, I I don't necessarily agree with the fact that they deserved it this year. I mean, the team that basically considerably got in over them had the best win in college football this year, and it wasn't necessarily all that close going into the playoff. But they were undefeated, and ultimately they deserved a playoff spot of some sort. Maybe not in the top four, but when you expand the playoff and guarantee a team like that a playoff spot, they have something to play for. I mean, they they knew going into this year that, that it was going to be almost impossible. I mean, you, that's what you signed up to play for. You knew it was going to be almost impossible. But when you add in extra playoff teams and you get it to six, you get it to eight, you get it to 10, 12, 14, even 16 teams, it makes them compete harder, want to play more, and it makes it more fun for everyone. Yeah, and the main point I was trying to get at there with Cincinnati was that they basically have no hope, like you said. And the committee has made this obvious that if you're a non-Power 5 team, we're not going to put you in the playoffs no matter what. And we'll take a one loss or even maybe a two loss Power 5 team over you every single day of the week. And that's what makes me upset because these non-Power 5 teams, especially the good ones in recent history, could do nothing more. Like what else could Cincinnati have done? Undefeated conference champion. They couldn't have done anything better, but they still weren't rewarded with a spot. This just like makes it obvious that these non-Power 5 teams are signing up at the end of the day. They're signing up to play for their conference championship game, and that's it. They're not competing for a national championship. Even if you're in Division One. it doesn't matter. You're not competing for a national championship. That's what makes me upset. That's why I think you should expand it. But the one problem I see with expanding it is, let's say, Henry, we do expand it to eight, 10, 12, however many teams. It's going to be hard to get all those games in. And that's because you need all the places to play them. Maybe you stack them like March Madness and you stack them across like 12 o'clock, then four o'clock, then eight o'clock game. And then you spread them across, across a couple venues across the United States, right? But so that's one problem. I don't really think that would be too much of a problem. Another problem is having these teams play four or five straight games within, I'm assuming, no more than three weeks. I'm guessing four weeks. I mean, Andrew, Andrew, you, you realize in a normal year, like this year was different. Not used. There's not usually like 
the season doesn't end December 19th. Like the playoff is would be it would have been announced like two two weeks earlier. Like December 5th would have been if this year was normal was the date for the playoff to be announced. It usually is announced a month before it even actually happens. Yeah, but the the one problem is though it's not it's not necessarily the scheduling and the timetable of the whole football or college football playoff event. It would be having these teams play like four or five games. If you add in this many teams, their bodies are going to be hurting. And it's probably going to be over three or four weeks they're going to have it. And if you extend it longer, I mean, you can't tell me people are going to be interested in the college football playoff if it's extended over five weeks. Andrew, Andrew, I will. Players, players want to play in the college football playoff. So, I don't think they necessarily care about their bodies wearing out if they're getting an opportunity to compete for a national championship. And for people for saying that you're going to extend it over five weeks, even if you add 16 teams, that's at most four weeks. You start it December 12th in the normal year, play it December 19th. Then you wait till New Year's Day to play the, the, the third round or what, the semifinals. And then you would play the date the same day national championship so i don't think scheduling and days and times are necessarily my big worry for it but my big worry is that we get the same teams every year andrew and then this is obvious clemson ohio state alabama are in every single year and it's truly annoying so we got to get some of these teams just playing each other during the regular season this feeds into my original point of just schedule good non-conference teams because it's not fun to watch you beat up on more teams every single damn year I mean, it's it's just annoying that Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, except Clemson, Georgia, they play each other next year going into the season. Very happy about that. Very excited about that. But most of these teams are too afraid to play the big the big people, big teams in non-conference play. And those teams need to play each other. Like, who wouldn't want Alabama to play Ohio State in a regular season non-conference game? Because the loser of that – has a good chance of being eliminated from the college football playoff. And we're not guaranteed to have the same teams in the playoff every year, Andrew. Yeah. And this is why, like I said earlier, I think the NCAA should start scheduling these teams games because the NCAA is a money business and they're going to want to give us the games we want to watch. And that's what they're going to do. So they're going to do exactly that. And they're going to put some good matchups, but with, these own programs scheduling their own games what they're going to do is schedule cupcake games especially the non-conference games i know they can't control their conference games but they're going to schedule cupcake games and so they could get to the college football playoffs i mean so they can get out of non-conference play undefeated and that's what's just ups or upsets me because we want to see the best matchups possible and most of the time, we don't see that from these top teams because they're too worried about trying to get to the playoffs instead of proving themselves and playing great matchups. So that's why I truly think the way to solve this is for the NCAA to start scheduling games, it's the non-conference games at least, because the conference games, no problem with those. I mean, as soon as you sign up to be in a conference, I mean, you know you're going to be playing this, these specific teams. I mean, there's no problem with conference play. I really think there isn't. But the non-conference, I really think the NCAA should start scheduling those, at least the non-conference games. 
because we want to see better matchups and the people who want to make money is the NCAA of all people. So they're going to give us the games we want. So I think it makes the most sense to have the NCAA schedule at least non-conference games, maybe the rest of the schedule, who knows. I disagree with your point about the NCAA because the NCAA is a completely fraud organization and there's really nothing that goes right with that entire that entire group of people. I mean, there's a reason why the college football playoff was invented because the BCS system created by the NCAA was flawed. The NCAA, everyone hates the NCAA. I'd say there's a better chance that they go away from the NCAA. College football moves away from the NCAA because there's been rumors of that than allow the NCAA to make their schedules. I think there's a better chance they go into another business and allow that or that organization to control everything because the NCAA honestly doesn't control everything. And to be honest, it should probably stay that way. So what would my question for you is, well, what do you think would be the most efficient way to make sure that these top play or these top teams like Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. And actually I, one team I was very impressed with was Notre Dame since they aren't in the conference, they scheduled, they scheduled a pretty nice schedule in terms of playing some pretty good teams throughout this upcoming season. Their schedule came out. It looks very nice, I have to say. So I was impressed with what Notre Dame did, especially with them not being the ACC this year and being a team that's not in the conference. They scheduled some pretty nice games. So I was impressed with Notre Dame. But these teams like Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Teams like them, how do you ensure that these teams aren't just playing cupcake teams each and every year in non-conference play? I mean, you essentially just have to make it mandatory. I mean, there's no other way because you're not gonna you're not gonna just like ask nicely and Nick Saban's not gonna just like when you ask Nick Saban, can you go schedule and play at Ohio State next year? He's not gonna be like, no, he's not gonna be like, yes. But if you make it mandatory and say, no, Nick Saban, you're going to play at Ohio State next year, whether you like it or not, then he can't say anything. He can't do anything about that because it's mandatory to a sense. If you're not going to make it a mandatory thing that happens, I mean, otherwise it's not going to happen. But who would be the one to enforce that, right? Who would be the ones who ensure that these games will be played? That's the point. The NCAA won't do that. The NCAA hasn't done that because – the NCAA runs college football right now, and we know that. That's why this is not happening. That's why everyone wants to move away from the NCAA. When they find that new organization who eventually takes over college football, because that's going to happen in the, the near future if you, if you have any type of brain and see what's going on with college football here. There's going to be a new organization running it, and I would not be surprised if the organization is just significantly better than what we have right now. And also another reason why we see these awful games being scheduled goes back to our initial point was that you got to stop scheduling games 10 years in advance because sometimes programs don't last 10 years, successful programs don't last 10 years, and then they end up being an awful team by the time you're playing them and it just ends up being an awful game. So that's why they just have to stop scheduling games however many years in advance five to 10 years in advance. It just doesn't make sense. And we see these awful games, awful non-conference games, and we want to see the best teams play the best teams to start off because who really wants to see Ohio State play Vanderbilt or whatever? We want to see Ohio State play Georgia. We want to see Ohio State play Texas or something or North Carolina. Some of these, or Iowa State, some of these good teams 
gonna in the next year. We want to see the top dogs play the top dogs because I'm sick and tired of seeing Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and then a fourth team, whoever that is, typically Georgia, Notre Dame, or Oregon, in the college football playoffs. I'm I'm sick of it. So you need to give one of these top teams a loss in the early season because if they're truly deserved to be in the playoffs every single year they will win out in their conference game they will win their conference championship and they will earn their spot in the college football playoffs because I don't know if their way of earning a spot in the college football playoffs is playing cupcake teams at the beginning of the year but that's not how it should be all because these teams are good teams doesn't mean they're not allowed to play other good teams at the beginning of the season that's why I think it's just so corrupt almost the system, the college football playoff system, because you're putting in teams that have awful strength of schedule, but they just, they're good team. I don't, I don't know, Henry. It's just bottom line is we need to have these top teams play other top teams at the beginning of the season and can't have them keep playing these awful teams. Yeah, Andrew, I'm not like counting this year. This year was just completely like you can't nothing. You can't control what happened this year. It was just a bunch of messed up stuff that just happened throughout the year. And I can't I'm not going to really argue about what happened this year because there's no way we could control it. And the commissioners and the NCAA did the best they could to even put on a season. So I applaud them for that. But another thing, Andrew, I think I didn't even mention this to you is conference realignment. Why? Why the hell is West Virginia in the Big 12? Why? Why is Rutgers in the Big Ten? Why is Maryland in the Big Ten? Why is, I don't even know, why is Colorado still in the Big, or still in the Pac-12? Why is, I mean, there's there's so many questions. I mean, why is Louisiana, or why is LSU, which is right next to Tex, Texas, which has all the Big 12 teams in the SEC, but it's not in the Big 12? Why is, why are Texas and Oklahoma not in the SEC if it's considered the best conference in college football. I mean, some of these things just make no sense. Why is Notre Dame not in the conference? Why is, I mean, why is Missouri in the the, the SEC? Why is, I, I, there's so many questions I have. I mean, th- these conferences and the teams that are in there are just so fraud to me, and I'm just so confused. Yeah, but the tough part is if you're changing this for football, I I feel like you would have to change. Tell me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you have to change it for all of these conferences across each and every sport? Because if you change, if you take, for example, like you said, Rutgers and Maryland out of the Big Ten, they were added in probably ten years ago or something. It was probably closer to eight years ago. They added Rutgers and Maryland into the Big Ten. If you take them back out. Don't you have to do that in every single sport across uh, Division One NCAA? Yeah, Andrew, and I'm completely fine with that. I mean, whatever whatever makes the sport better. I don't think it affects college basketball and the other sports enough where you can't consider doing that in the first place. Yeah, and I think it would definitely help out college football and any other sport in general, but specifically college football because – I mean, you got to put the best teams, uh, like we said, up against the best teams. And when you have Rutgers, who isn't even near the big any Big Ten team, I mean, maybe Penn State's the closest one. And Rutgers is in New Jersey, I believe. Penn State's in Pennsylvania. 
I mean, what are you what are you doing here? And that's the farthest Big Ten team. And Rutgers is just awful in every sport except men's basketball, I believe. And I mean, what what are we doing here? I mean, you gotta get you gotta maybe put Rutgers in the Big East. I mean, and I know the Big East doesn't exist in football, but I mean, so we'll have to figure that out. But point is here, you gotta make sure that these teams are in the right conferences because a lot of these teams aren't, especially the teams that you listed, Henry. I got another question. Why is Florida in the SEC, but Florida State is in the ACC? Why is South Carolina, that's in the same state of, same state as Clemson, in the S, in the ACC or in the SEC instead of the ACC? It just makes no it makes no sense. I mean. Like, you have to balance out the conference. The SEC just can't continue to have everyone. I mean, in terms of football, they have everyone. It, it, it's genuinely just not fair at this point, and it makes college football not fun when the only good game to watch per week is just whatever game is on SEC or is on CBS at 3.30 and Brad Nessler's on the call. That's usually the only entertaining game of the week. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, South Carolina – is in the SEC, right? Clemson's in the ACC. They're in the same state. But the, let's talk about the ACC. I believe it stands for Atlantic Coastal Conference. South Carolina, the state of South Carolina, I believe, is on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> and you have a team that's actually in South Carolina, a Division One team, and a pretty good one, I would say, in terms of Power Five. I mean, they're a Power Five team in South Carolina on the Atlantic coast, but yeah, let's just put them in the sec. It doesn't make any sense. Florida and Florida state, both division one power five teams in Florida. Very, very good ones. I would say both very good, historically good programs, but we'll put Florida state in the ACC, but we'll put Florida in the sec because we feel like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like you said, and I really think that they should do realignment, like you said, to figure this stuff out because a lot of it doesn't make sense. So how about the NCAA give, makes it to start make some sense because right now it just isn't at all. Yeah, Andrew, and our final topic today, this isn't a huge one, but this is just a thought. Get, get rid of divisions and conferences. I mean, tell me last year in the SEC championship game, you wanted to see Georgia versus LSU again. I can tell, or Georgia versus LSU the first. I can tell you not. I would have rather seen LSU Alabama for a second time because genuinely I wanted to see both those teams in the playoffs because both those teams were top four teams. So if Alabama beats LSU, both those teams are in the playoffs and everyone's happy because those are two of the four best teams and arguably last year, probably the two best teams in the country. So when you have divisions, not always the two best teams get in the conference championship game and it makes absolutely no sense. So I think everyone can agree to this conference divisions just need to go, Andrew. Yeah. And for example, I mean, you see in the big 10 in previous years, Ohio state and Penn state have been by far the best teams in this conference. And at least in previous years, I know Penn state didn't play that well this year, but in past years, Penn state has historically been at the top of the big 10 with Ohio state yet. They are both in the big 10 East and only one of them can go to the Big Ten Championship, and whoever does ends up either slaughtering or just winning their Big Ten Championship game against a team from the West. So 
why don't we get rid of divisions and then just put the top two teams in each conference? Why don't we play Ohio State versus Penn State and give the most entertaining matchup, the, the matchup that should be given in the Big Ten championship game and across any conference championship game that's dealing with this problem as well? It makes the most sense to get rid of uh, divisions in each conferences so we can start seeing the best teams play the best teams and get the right teams in the college football playoffs, get the right teams in these New Year's Six Bowls. I mean, we got to get it right, and the best way to do that is to put the best teams up against the best teams, especially in the conference championship game, because you're playing for the championship, so typically you play the, top, the two top teams, right? But in most conferences, we're not seeing this. We're seeing the top team, and then we're seeing probably the third or fourth best team play each other in the conference championship game. No one wants to see that. That's not good for college football. You got to put the top team up against the second best team in each conference. That makes the most sense. What doesn't make sense is, like I said, putting the top team up against the third or fourth best team just because of divisions in the conference championship game. We all know how that's going to go, and nobody wants to see that. So I think we definitely should get rid of divisions across college football. Yeah, Andrew, and the final point I want to make, it's not necessarily a topic, but the number one crew basically for college football in, in America, the, the, the crew that calls college football games for the national championship and the college football playoff semifinal, Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreit have been the top crew ever since the college football playoff started. In this year, I heard a stat. There, they, there was not a single game they called go, like going into the fourth quarter was within two touchdowns. There was not a single close game. The number one crew in America couldn't get a single game that was within two touchdowns. They called the national championship game. They called what was supposed to be the best semifinal game this year. Not a single game was within two touchdowns. It just shows that college football is just dominated by the blue bloods. And it's just not, it's genuinely just not fun to watch. And when you see that the best crew in America, and I think a lot of people can agree with me on this, I wouldn't necessarily like rate them number one, but that's what they are. They're, the top crew, they call the national championship game. That's the top crew. They couldn't get a single good game. I mean, what makes that entertaining? What, 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 what good can you possibly see out of this other than, oh, the same teams getting the college football playoff. We're going to see good matchups, but you don't, you see these same matchups and they're blowouts. I mean, it just wasn't fun. This entire college football season, other than one game on NBC between Clemson, backup quarterback and Notre Dame at home with, breaking COVID protocols and bringing in basically the entire state of Indiana at that game. The season wasn't fun. And I think Andrew, you can agree with that. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.